don't ever hear right there. Amen. Come on. But I got them up here. You know, I'm working at it. <laughs> here we go. Let's go to the Word this morning. How about that? Amen. This is your first time at Fellowship Church. I'll use that big old screen. And uh, I've preached this book that we're going to talk about today, the book of James, many, many, many times in my life. But when I teach the Bible and preach the Bible, I, I don't, I've not heard other people say this. It's just something I say. I try to preach out of my life. What does that mean? Well, some of the things I'm going through, where I'm at in life, is a good chance it'll come out. Because that's where I'm living right now. And that's the beauty of the Word of God. It's quick. It's sharp. It's powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword, the Bible says. And it pierces to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow. And it's a discerner. You know the Scripture quoted with me. Of the what? Thoughts and intents of our what? Of our heart. So today, let's look at the book of James. I'm looking at it differently than I've ever looked at it before. Today's message, I've never, ever seen this scripture this way and preached it this way. Let's go. Here we go. Let's see what we can find this morning. James, last week was chapter 1. We'll be in chapter 1 and part of chapter 2 today. But we do have communion, so I can't take all day. Here we go. In a series, I, and I've titled the, the books, I'll read different books of the Bible, and I'll see them different ways, and I'll call them different things. But I look back over my life, and if there was one book in the Bible that produced real results in my life, it was the book of James. I was a tough nut to crack. Still am. And I'm a man. And that says a lot right there. And I was stubborn. And this is a smack-mouth book. And that's the way I look at it. Now, if you teach it, you might say, oh, no, he was really a gentle fellow. Well, the way I look at it is James is tougher than nails. He was the pastor of the church of Jerusalem. He was the half-brother of Jesus. He was a late believer in Christ. But he took the pastorship of the church in Jerusalem, which was the church at Ground Zero. It was, it was the church of martyrdom. You want to lose your life? Go to that church. Okay? They were, it was written to people. When he writes this book, he said to those who are scattered abroad. If you just read it quick, oh, those are scattered abroad, no big deal. What does that mean? They were banging down the doors, hauling people out, slitting their throat because of their faith in Christ. So they needed something Strong. Y'all hear me or not? Can you say strong? This is a strong book. It's only five chapters. You ought, to, you ought to read this book regularly. And don't argue with it. When you read it, it's, it tells you that, uh, that your tongue is evil and full of deadly poison. And you're running your mouth and you're gossiping and it just hits you right in the gut. Receive that hit in the gut. Y'all hear me or not? Sure. It's just a great book. If you can't ever make up your mind on decisions, a double-minded man is what? Unstable in what? All is what? Receive that. God's way is the right way. He's the way maker. Amen. So it's that kind of book. So let's go now. Real Results is a series, and we sort of subtitled it, Tough Talk to Help Me Walk, because that's what it's done in my life. It's been the one book that's helped me walk. I come back to it time and time and time and time again. It's only five chapters, too. That's why I love it. But now, let's see what today's message is, though. Real faith really works. Say that with me. Real faith really works. Real faith really works. Now, there's a scripture that many of you might know. It says, faith without works is what? See, you know it, don't you? 
And if you're not careful, you'll let that Scripture in James turn you into somebody that judges people. You'll be a fruit inspector. And you'll meet people in life that's called themselves Christians and they're not doing something for the Lord. And you'll say, well, I don't even know if they're saved because faith without works is what? But you know what? There's two sides of this coin. I'd like to, I'd like to flip these coins today a little bit and let's talk about this Scripture today. The way I look at this Scripture is real faith really works. You ever tried something you bought it at the store and was, was sort of doubtful it even works? Hey, you ever bought something like that? And you take it home and, well, my goodness, it does. I can't believe it. Then you start telling everybody. Amen. <laughs> well, this is what faith is. I mean, this belief that you have in Jesus Christ really works. Well, all roads lead to heaven. That don't work! But real faith in Jesus Christ really works. It'll deliver your tail from hell. Let's say that. It'll deliver your tail from hell. That's a good thing, yes or no. But, but, he's a friend that sits closer than a brother. He's seated at the right hand of God the Father, where he ever lives to make intercession for us. I'm telling you, when you get a hold of real faith in Jesus Christ, it really works. When the person you've loved your whole life passes away, and you don't know how you can make it, but God shows up, and He's with you. When you think you're no good because you've been left like a dog, I can talk about that and what that feels like. But the Lord shows up and says, I'm with you, and you matter to me. I'm telling you, real faith really works, okay? Don't you want to get there? How long is it going to be before you're going to get there in your life? Well, I just go to church. That's what I do. And you know, then I just keep living like a crazy person. Yeah, that's who I am. Well, we agree you're crazy, all right. But there's a better way to live life. Real faith really works. And that's the case I want to make. And I think, you'll, I think you're going to enjoy this. I met a few people today that are first time. They're just visiting the area. And I told them, you're going to really like this. And you're going to like me after it's all over. Here we go. Say that with me pretty loud. We are God's prized possession. One more time. We are God's prized possession. I'm going to hit that real hard this morning. It's something we don't believe. I was 49 years old, and if you'd have told me, Gary, you're God's prized possession, I'd have went, well, well, thank you. But I wouldn't have believed it. I could have even looked at you in the face and said, I know, but I wouldn't have believed it. Would you say, I am God's prized possession? I am God's prized possession. Just say it to yourself, but out loud. Here we go. I am God's prized possession. Real faith really works. And if you will listen to me this morning, listen to the Word of God, and get a handle, at least a little handle, just a little grip on what we're going to talk about, your life will be forever changed. People you've hated, bitterness in your heart, Feeling like you can't make it. Feeling like you're no good. You go for a job interview and you don't think you can do it. You can't hold your head up. You look in the mirror and think you're nothing. It can all change today. Because real faith really what? Real faith really what? I'm not talking about name it, claim it. That's what they teach you on TV. Say to that sickness, it be gone, it be gone. I'm not talking about that. I am say, say to your stupid self. 
Instead of saying you're a piece of trash, I'm a child of God. That I matter to Him. He shed His blood for me. I am not garbage. Now I'm telling you right now, that'll preach and that'll work. But you just can't do it by saying it. Faith without works is dead. That's true. You can listen to the message, but if you don't really receive it and get it down and work on it, you'll see. Here we go. One of my favorite scriptures, I quote it a lot around here, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Say that with me. You ought to memorize this first, by the way. Say it with me. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. It comes down from the Father of lights with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. He never changes. That verse right there, you want real faith to really work? Instead of you taking credit for everything you've got at your house, all your, your income, you ought to say, God, God gave me this. Anything I have, every breath I have, yes or no, say. Anything I have, humble yourself on the, on the mighty hand of God, He'll lift you up. This is good stuff. But He's trying to teach you something with this verse and the next one. Keep pushing me, buddy. So every good thing in your life comes from God. Say that with me. Every good thing in my life comes from God. Take a while, guess why? Because I'm His what? Do you see that or not? Huh. You mean every good thing in my life that I have is from the Lord? Yep. Why do I have it? Because I'm His what? It's not to say you didn't work for it. It's not to say you didn't have, you didn't save. It's not to say this or that or the other. You hadn't worked on your marriage. That's why you've got a great marriage. But any good thing in your life is from Him. You could screw it up in a heartbeat because of Him. I have it so good. You hear me or not? Now, that's a choice you want to make in your life if you want to have the best life that you could possibly have. You want to think this way. This is what James is saying. Now, don't forget, these are, these, this is written to folks who are having their doors broken down. They're coming out to kill them for their faith in Christ. He's trying to get them to see you're God's prized possession. God loves you. You're special in His sight. Jesus said to His disciples, I go to prepare a place for you. In my Father's house or what? If it were not so, I would have what? I love you. I'll come again. Boys, it ain't over. When it's over down here, it ain't over. This old song, just think of stepping on shore and finding it heaven, of touching a hand. And finding it God's a breathing new air. And finding it celestial of waking up in glory. And finding it home. Real faith really works, guys. You hear me? I'm just walking. I know I'm odd. God's good and God's good all the time. wonder where that saying came from. It came from that verse, in my opinion. Every good gift comes from God. Amen. Say. You ought to think that way. I'm God's prized possession. Say that with me. Regardless of my what? That's often what we do. 
We go through crap, excuse me, and we blame God. Or we think we're no good. Nothing changes the fact that God loves you. Nothing changes the fact that you're God's prized possession. That's your own pride. Thinking somehow you've earned your favor with God. It's not true. For God so loved the what? World. He gave His what? Only begotten Son that whosoever believes in Him should not perish. Never talked about believing in you. You need to believe God loves you. It's not about Gary or the church. We want to love you. We want to do that because, see, we're God's prize. I'm God's prized possession. I want, when you come here, I want you to feel that way. Amen. I'm trying to get through your, your thick skull, even though you think I ain't got there yet. That's all right. I ain't done. There's a crazy verse. If you read it, you'll miss it. If you're not careful, you're going to miss this verse. I missed it for years. After 17, every good gift comes from God. It's this one. Of God's own will begot He us with the word of truth that we should be a kind of firstfruits of His creatures. Another scripture, God committed His love toward us and while we were yet what? Christ did what? Died for us. It's all through the Bible. Jesus said, I came to seek and to save that which was what? I didn't come to be, get ministered to. I came to minister. I came to give my life a ransom for what? Many. See, this is, God, it, this is God's will. God's, it was God's will to love you. That's how much you mean to Him. Isn't that crazy? God loves me. I matter to God. It was His will that I'm saved, that He gave His Son Jesus for me. But here's the part you'll miss. Pop that Scripture up again, Raj. That we should be a kind of first fruits of His creature. When you really dial down on that verse and look at it carefully, you know what that verse means? It's God's will to save you because you are His prized possession. That's what that means. He made Adam, is that what the Bible says, in His own image? Does it say that? Yeah. Did it say, we are fearfully and wonderfully what? Did God walk with Adam in the cool of the day, yes or no? He loved that. He loved those walks. And Adam sinned. And what did God do? God killed a, a lamb and clothed them with the skins. And they did that for several thousand years in sacrifice. Then Jesus came. Is that true? What did John the Baptist say? Behold the what? Lamb of God that takes away the what? The book of Hebrews says He gave His life once for all, one sacrifice, and now Jesus is where? He's what? Sat down where? Right hand of God the Father. What I'm trying to get through your thick head and my thick head is that God loves a snot out of us. And you can't earn it. He just... This is a message I never heard. God loves me like that? You mean, no, He can't never love me. You don't know what I've done. He knows everything you've done, fool! And He loves you. You are His what? You are His what? Real faith really works. Now, if you will spend the rest of your life 
dialing down on that and drilling down on what we just talked about, you'll have a wholly different life than you would have otherwise. Your attitude, everything, will be different when you know that I am God's prized possession. You might say, Clark, well, how do you know that? Well, I was 49 years old when I found this out. I'd preached for almost 30 years. That's crazy. I was 49 years old, left, wanted to take my own life. My family was looked like it was just over, my church ministry. I was hurt so bad. And God showed up. But he was there all the time, wasn't he? I mattered in all the time, but no, we put our family first. We put her first, or him first, or them first, and not him first. And we don't even talk like this to ourselves. You can make it out of any hole when you have him. This is something I learned when I was 49. Guess what the most productive years of my life have been? Just take a wild guess. The first 49 or the last nine? Take a wild guess. The last what? Say it with me. The last what? What made the difference? Him. And real faith really what? Am I boring you to tears with this positive message? It's good stuff, man. And you know, I put it into my own English that I could understand. So I call this scripture and these, this teaching, I matter, I have value. I matter to God. Big time. Amen? I matter to God big time. But guess who else matters to God big time? How about your neighbor who's a pain in the rear end? Are they God's prized possession? Yes or no? Do you see how this could change your whole world, your whole outlook? Yes or no? It's powerful, guys. I'm just telling you. Real faith really works. God's greatest gift to us is what? Salvation through His Son. No matter what you go through, you can never say, God's picking on me. Let's take a quick poll. How many have said that in your life before? Let me see it. Don't lie. You're in church. I hope you get, I hope you, I hope you have a flat tire if you're not telling the truth. Here we go. How many ever said, I've said God's picking on me? Let me see some. That's funny. I gotta threaten you. That's what we do, don't we? It's easier to blame. Cause that's the way we're programmed. We've sinned. We're fallen creatures. This is the real us. Cause real faith really works when you start thinking like this and believing like this. I am God's prized possession. Though something bad's happened, doesn't mean you don't have to deal with it, work at it, make, do, make good decisions. It doesn't mean you're not going to suffer and struggle. It just means through that struggle, I'm loved. I can still smile. Amen. Say. Okay. It was God's will for Jesus Christ to be my sacrifice and to be your sacrifice. That's how much He loves me. God wants us to have fellowship with Him. God wants a relationship with Him now and forever, so He made it possible. You didn't make the relationship with Jesus Christ possible. That's where the church is screwed up. If you do this communion, you have this. If you do this, God will love you. God loves you. I just got to watch my language up here. I got an old country saying I want to say, but it ain't nice. But God loves you if you don't have a dime's worth of nothing. You hear me, yes or no? 
We're God's prized possession. Say that again. We're what? Do you feel like you've been beat up with good news? I'm the only guy who can give you good news and make you feel like you've been beat up. Real faith really works. So that's the side of the coin that I wanted you to see. Don't you see that side of that coin to faith without works is dead. You're dead in your life to what you could be if you don't get a hold of this. It's not to mean you can't succeed. It's not. I was a pastor for 30 years, almost 30 years. It's not like I didn't succeed. I saw good things. God's good. There's no doubt about that. But I never got to the place I could have been if I would have received this much earlier in my life. Did I lose you? This is good stuff, man. So what do I need to do with this message? Well, here, let's just keep pounding it. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear. Listen to what I'm trying to tell you today. Well, you don't understand. That's because you're hard-headed. Slow to speak. Shh. Have a hard time doing that. Slow to wrath, James says. For the wrath of man works not the righteousness of God. What does that mean with what I'm talking about today? Be swift to hear. Start listening. Start listening to what I'm trying to tell you today. I am God's prize. What? Start listening to that. Write it on the fridge. Stick it on the fridge. If you're struggling, take some red lipstick, ladies, and write it on your mirror. And when you look in that mirror, you're not a piece of garbage. I am God's prized possession. So just be quiet. This is God's Word. It's true. So be swift to hear. Be slow to speak. Stop talking. Thirdly, be slow to wrath. Stop blaming God for every bad thing in your life. Well, she left me. God's picking on me. No, she's picking on you. Okay! I lost my job. God calls me to lose my job. No, maybe you just got fired or they were downsizing. Did that have a thing to do with you being God's prized possession? Yes or no? Guys, this book was written to people whose doors were being slammed down. And the husbands, many of those were being drug out and and butchered. And yet we blame God because they don't have the certain kind of new car at the the dealership that we were wanting. That's how pathetic we are. Did you hear me or not? We leave a church because we get our feelings a little hurt. But you know my feelings on that. You're a big baby. Join the real world with a lot of us here who've known what real hurt is. My own mother was shot six times. And I choose to serve the Lord. Not because I'm a great guy, but because I'm God's prized possession. What my stepdad and Satan meant for evil, God has turned it out for good. Because I'm God's what? You ever have your children never get hurt real bad? Ladies, and you said, Mom can make it what? Mom can make it better. God can make it better. You hear me or not? If you start seeing Him like that, 
That's what Jesus says as a, as a hen gathers her chicks. Is that what the Bible says? God loves you. You're His prized possession. Stop blaming Him. Isn't this good? I like it. Maybe I'm the only one that needs it, but I love this stuff. Yeah, praise the Lord. Come on, come on. I love this stuff. Let's keep going. We're pushing it. Here we go. We're pushing. Real faith listens. Real faith learns. Real faith. Real faith really works, man. But it ought to start working on us first. It's what I'm saying. You understand? Well, I've got to give to the poor. I've got to do the... Uh, now, that's true. We're going to see that in just a second. But that's the flip side of the coin. The poor are going to be ministered to, and people that are hurting, and people that are lost in our town, and people that need uplifting, encouraging words are going to be a lot more better served if we get this first side of the coin down. Amen? It's powerful, man. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness, superfluity of naughtiness, receive with meekness now the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. And we could talk all day, different angles of this scripture, but I'm just asking you today to, to receive the word that I've given you today from, the, from God's word. And I, I'm asking you to lay aside some things, some beliefs in your life that you're no good, that you don't matter, that God is picking on me. Whatever. You, you know, you can also lay aside this. I haven't arrived yet. I really need to grow in my life in this area. I need to grow in my life in this area. Pastor was 49, and he, he hadn't grown in this area. Maybe I ain't there either. Amen? Lay aside some stuff, because faith in God, it really works. It can change you. It can put a smile on your face you never had before. Amen? I love it. I love life. I'm happy living life here in Inglewood. You hear me or not? Well, I don't like it. It's just rough, man. Keep going. Lay aside filthy. Receive humbly the pure word of God. We could talk a lot about these scriptures. I like this one. Be ye doers of the word and not what? Like if today you're shutting me out. Oh, he always says I matter. I can't stand him. Well, there's about 12 doors out of here. Find one of them. I'm going to keep telling you matter till, till you get it one day. You hear me? You do matter. You, you have value. Somebody's got to tell you. Be doers of this word this morning and not a hearer only of what we've talked about today. Did y'all hear me or not? How many, let's take a test right now. How many would say, Pastor Gary, I really need to work on what you're talking about. Let me see that I'm God's prized possession. Can I see some hands? I really need to work on that. That's at least half to two-thirds of us. So we're hitting a nerve, aren't we? I'm God's prized possession. If any man be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man that beholds his natural face in a glass, in a mirror. That's what that word means, mirror. And that's what I'm asking you not to do today. Oh, you're with me now. I'm God's prized possession. I'm God's prized possession. Look at me. You've looked in the mirror now and you've seen it. Yeah, there I am. I'm God's prized possession. But wait a minute. If you're just a hearer and not a doer of the Word, you're going you're gonna to behold, you look in the mirror at yourself, but then you go away from here today and you forget what manner 
of man you are and woman you are. Now, this is preached negatively sometimes about sin. I'm trying to preach it positively today. When you look in that mirror, who do you see? Garbage. I don't matter. I did it one time after I was hurting and during my mess. And I said, nobody loves me. But I had to fight back. I fought back, man. I fought back and said, that is such bull crap. Excuse my language. You've got to fight back. Look in the mirror right now with me and see, the, see Jesus Christ. Hands wounded, side. And He's saying, I love you. I love you. You matter to me. You're my prized possession. But then you'll walk away from here. And you're going to forget what you saw. You hear me or not? Did I lose you? That's what James is trying to say. He's trying to say a lot here. I'm, I'm showing you from where I'm living life right now. Be doers, not just hearers. Hearers only deceive themselves. Hearers only de- You need to be a doer. You don't need to just hear today. Because if you're not careful, next one. You need to hear God's Word and and act upon it. Because if you're not careful, you're just going to hear, and then you're going to start hearing what you think. And then you're going to fall back into that same pit of where I was before. Y'all hear me or not? This is powerful for overcoming addiction, having a better marriage, being a better worker, being a better neighbor. Better wife, better hut, better kid. This is powerful stuff. Y'all hear me or not? I'm going to throw this out for you. This is me just being a little odd. You know why I don't cheat on Kim? It's not like I'm not attracted to women. I can't believe he said it. Well, I want you to understand I am. That's why you need to come covered up. But that's another story. <laughs> Lynn, you're worried about me, aren't you? She's in the medical field. She thinks I am sick. I know she does. <laughs> but you know why? Kim, are you in the room or no? You're up there, baby. I love that lady. But you know why I don't? Why I'm faithful to Kim? Because I'm God's prized possession. And I matter too much to me. And I matter too much to Him to do that to Kim. You might say, where did he go off on a while? No, 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 no. A lot of people, you know, wouldn't step out on their wife because they wouldn't want to hurt their wife that way. I just think there's a better way to live your life. And that is this way. When you realize you're God's prized possession, you realize you matter, it's going to help you with some stupid, bad decisions you're making in your life. Where you can just say, I'm not, and I still struggle with some things in my life. I ain't got this all down, Pat. But I'm going to tell you right now, I sure am a whole lot further down the road than I used to be. This is a powerful teaching, guys. 
this idea that I'm God's prized possession, if you'll not just be a hearer only, but a doer of this, a doer of this, you'll put it into practice, you'll really believe it. It's based on the Word of God. There's no other way you can read Scripture without knowing that Jesus loved you first and you'd have a thing to do with it. It can change your life radically. Been struggling with some things in your life you want to quit? Whatever vice that is, why don't you, why don't you just start doing this? Not focusing on that so much. Start doing what I'm telling you and see how this battle might get a little easier in your life. Capiche? I'm quitting. Whoso looks into the perfect law of liberty, the Word of God, and continues therein, he not being a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this man shall be what? Flat out. It's the truth. Amen? So hear and do, hear and do, hear and do. Real faith really works. And I got more message, but let's quit right there. Let's thank the Lord for His Word. I can't believe I quit. Here we go. Amen. I was going to have to rush, and it just ain't worth it. It's too good to, to rush. Go home, read the rest of James chapter 2, and you'll see that we're sort of backing up on what we talked about this morning. Amen. So faith without works is dead. Faith without works is dead. Okay? Faith without works is dead. So I get that. Christians that don't do anything. I get that. But have you ever thought about maybe we're not doing because we don't really believe how much He's done for us and how He sees us? I would rather you get to that place and not do so much perhaps because if you get this down, that I'm God's prized possession, I believe your good works are certainly going to follow. Y'all hear me or not? Your giving's going to follow. Your living's going to follow. But if you get the works thing out in front of the cart before you know the matter thing, this thing could all go off a cliff on you. Amen? Let's stand together. Come on, I know. I could keep going all day. Praise the Lord. Thank you. By the way, I don't know it all. I know you know that. It's just something I'm passionate about. You might have a whole lot of other ideas that I'm not thinking about today, but I know this right now. God loves the snot out of me. Amen? He loves you to pieces. He can make it better. He can make it How many would say God made it better? He made it better in my life. I was screwed up and He made it better. He fixed a real bad boo-boo. Amen? Thank you, Lord, for Your Word this morning. Lord, I pray for folks today. Lord, if they died, they don't know they'd go to heaven. Lord, they've been taught they have to measure up to get to heaven. Lord, I pray this message will just go straight through their heart right now. May they know that, God, you love them right now, right where they are, right in their sin. If they've come here today with incredible sin issues in their life, you love them right there. You knew about all this long before they ever got here. Lord, if they're struggling with their belief in you, if they've got it screwed up somehow, that they think the church can save them, Lord, I pray they would humble themselves and receive the truth of your word that you love them that no church died for them but you Jesus did may they turn to you today and you only 
Guys, I'd like to lead you in a prayer right now. Today, you're not sure if you'd go to heaven when you die. You're not sure about your relationship with Christ. You want to solidify that. You matter to Him. I want to lead you in a prayer. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved.